this is episode 489 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, June 25th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Genez, and today I'll be talking about a few games, some new stuff, and maybe a bit of random movie talk as well. So, I played some Sky Noon, which is an early access online first-person shooter, available on Steam. It does have partial controller support, but I just went with mouse and keyboard because I have had bad experiences with early access games that have partial controller support, like uh, Murderous Pursuits is a recent one, but that wasn't even early access, that was a full release, and it's partial, quote-unquote, partial controller support is unplayable, Um, but I played with mouse and keyboard. So exciting. But um, Sky Noon is a fast-paced, very close, tight-knit, first-person uh, online shooter where you are playing as a cowboy, essentially. Uh, you can customize your appearance slightly. Uh, they will be adding more customizable uh, customization options as they update the game. So it's pretty limited now when you unlock new outfits as you level up. But they're going to be changing the progression system too, I guess. So who knows how all that's going to work. But you can choose to be a male or a female. And then you could just choose like a hat, clothing, whatnot. You can't really change your skin color or the appearance of your face at this point. But the way the game works is that you're set up in these small little arenas. And you have a lasso, which you can use to pull in enemies to you, whether they're in the sky or on the ground. Uh, or objects towards you, uh, weapons, uh, special items like dynamite, uh, a teleporter, etc. And you have a grappling hook, which you can grapple onto anything if it's within range. And the range is pretty decent. And this leads to a lot of crazy maneuvering around the environment and just you and everyone else playing, flying all over the place, grappling all over the place. Um, somewhat making it feel like but not having the skyhook roller coaster aspect of it uh bioshock infinite um and then you have a a new starting weapon every time you die and then there are weapons of course scattered across the level from shotguns to hand cannons and variations of pistols six shooters etc and it's very simple at this point it is i think version point six or so around there so it's still pretty early on and i've played a few hours of it and it's it doesn't have a large audience of course uh, of people playing it but compared to some other games it is i did find it easier to actually get into a match even at hours of the day that aren't super active early in the morning um what have you so while the audience isn't humongous it in my experience in my little time playing it it hasn't been that hard to find a match to play with which is nice and there are dedicated servers and you can host your own server you can rent out servers um so there's that the actual game is all right i don't know if it's that I'm just too 
old and I don't love super fast paced shooters, but I do love Overwatch and I is that fast paced? I feel like it's somewhat fast paced compared to other things. Uh especially depending on the, the character you, you play as. But there are times when I'm playing many times when I'm playing Sky Noon that I just feel like there's so much crap going on. People are flying all over the place and a lot of weapons like shotguns and the hand cans, I believe, and I think there are some abilities to uh, the, the items you find, like the dynamite and all that, that allow you to push people, uh, basically propel them long distances, and hopefully they'll be able to grapple and still not be knocked off the environment, because that's a way a lot of people... I'm trying to think if, while playing it, if anyone ever died from an actual weapon or if it's just from being propelled off because that's a big part of the game is being propelled off of the the environment and dying that way like smash brothers and i'm trying to think because i never i didn't pay that much attention to uh what the, the game showed up in terms of like okay this person died because of this I, I feel like they did show the weapons but that might just be them being pushed off as well um but like that's how i got a majority of my deaths if not all of them now I'm thinking about it. Um, but that is a big part of the game, is using these weapons that have a lot of force and pushing people off of the environment uh, so far that they won't be able to reach with their grappling hook or using another device. There are uh, abilities that will help you if that becomes the case, like a teleporter or a, a boost. Um, but it is very frantic and very hectic, and it looks good, and it runs well for the most part. There are some issues where I just get dropped from a game that I don't really get in other games and sometimes the controls seem to bug out a bit and aren't completely responsive which can be rough uh, frustrating but that are, those are all things that you have to come uh, you have to expect playing a, an early access game because it is an unfinished product and you are essentially playing to be a beta tester uh, somewhere, somewhere, kind of, depending on the game and the developers and how active they are in the community and all that, somewhere in between a beta tester and a QA uh, person, though um, so you're paying them instead of them paying you. So, I think I think there's potential in Sky Noon, but it's a bit rough around the edges right now. There aren't that many options. The player base is small, but active enough which is nice and yeah you, 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 you can look into it but I, I, I would say it's worth waiting off they're going to be adding more modes in the upcoming versions they already have a roadmap for version 0 0.7 and 0.8 which is nice to see so you know what to expect uh, no dates though I, I don't remember seeing dates but yeah there's there's potential in it I'm gonna go back to it uh, probably with the next version update um, but uh, I, I would also like to see full controller support. Hopefully that will come at some point. Uh, but I'll probably give it a go with the partial controller support just to see if it uh, is decent. Um, because it's not always a bad thing, but Murder's Pursuits did leave a bad taste in my mouth with how awful and just completely unplayable it was with a controller. Um, other than that, I played some Monster Slayers on Xbox One, which is 
a game that I think released on PC a while ago and recently came out on Xbox One and probably some other platforms as well. Immediately, it feels like a game that is, this is a, you know, a quote that everyone loves to put out there, perfect for Switch. But it is a roguelite, L-I-T-E, where you are exploring a dungeon as a hero. You can be a dragon, you can be a merchant, you can be you know, a ranger, knights, and you know, a mage, a lot of your uh, typical kind of classes. Um, and you are exploring this dungeon that is on somewhat of a, a, a grid-based system. So you have a starting point, and then there are, you see the, the full map, and then there are areas above you, to the left of you, to the right of you, and below you. And when you hit one spot, you see all of the spots, what's in the next room, uh, all the adjacent spots. And you explore these rooms, you'll find enemies to fight, you'll find them. You, you, will, and, uh, you will fight enemies to gain XP and increase the level of your character. You will find treasure, which can add cards to your deck i didn't even talk about what that even entails so it's a card based fighting system where you have your turn you yeah you uh, and your opponent have alternating turns you draw initially three cards that range in you know health items uh attacks and uh magical things etc that use action points magic um I think those are the only two things that can be consumed. Some uh, will give you gold, which then can be used for bribe cards, which allow you to attack, damage, heal yourself, uh, get an instant win, which is awesome if you have enough gold. Those are expensive, but if you have enough gold and you have a bribe card, those can make a battle incredibly easy. And so you go around the, the, these areas, and you'll fight your enemies. You'll get treasure. You'll run into NPCs who will give you extra cards if you want or they'll give you extra bonuses like an extra uh, action point at the beginning of each turn uh, healers who will heal you or remove a card from your deck so that it's not in the rotation if you have a really crappy card and you want it out of the rotation so it never shows up when you draw cards you can get that removed as well you will run into these little like shrines and others uh, weird little places that allow you to do somewhat of a risk and reward type of thing where okay you're gonna lose one starting action point and you might get something really good but you might not uh, and then there are things where like okay you've you've drawn this do you want to risk it and try to get another card but if you if you draw this fishbone you're gonna lose everything you've gotten up to this point um, and you're just going through these dungeons until you reach the boss you beat the boss and then you go on to another dungeon and you gain fame while doing all this, um, which allows you to unlock certain perks that will uh, stay over the course of all your other playthroughs. So these are permanent unlocks that will give you better starting stats for classes, that will give you better outcomes for certain cards. So like a gold card will now give you five gold or seven gold or nine gold uh, and for class specific perks as you upgrade more and more you will get one of two options so you'll get a thing where it's like okay there's this roar card which allows you to make your opponent discard two cards 
and there's uh, another car that allows you to dodge it. It makes you fly and allows you to dodge 50% of the attacks. Uh, it gives you a 50% chance of dodging an attack. And you will get a perk which allows you to either choose to, when using roar, make the opponent discard three cards, or when you're using fly, uh, have it so that you have a 90% chance of dodging an attack. And you have to pick one or the other. You can reset this at any time. I don't think there's any kind of um, penalty for doing that, but I like that system. I, I, I always like rogue lights, typically more than rogue likes, because I like having some kind of permanent thing that makes it somewhat easier as a player. Just gives me a sense of progression, more so than just the progression of my personal ability with the game. So you gain uh, fame as you complete dungeons, and even if you die, you will still gain some fame. It's not going to be as much as. Uh, Completing the dungeon, my nose is itching like crazy, and it's driving me nuts. Um, that's a part of the game too. You get a nosy, you get an itchy nose, and it just ruins everything. Uh, that's not true. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It does definitely feel like something I'd love to play on the go, say with the Switch, and maybe there is a version on Switch. I'm not sure. Uh, the art isn't that great it reminds me of a recent rogue light game i can't remember what it's called but it was more of one where you're just dropping from the freaking top of the thing this nose is driving me nuts um nothing's helping it just keeps going it just keeps itching uh, but monster slayers is uh it's fun i really enjoy it if, if you're a fan of rogue lights I always love it. If you're a fan of the genre, then I think you're going to like this game. But I do think uh, it's a quality roguelite. And I, I like those type of things where you're exploring the dungeons and going from room to room, etc. My one issue with that, it, it does give you room for strategy, so I understand the reasoning. But I, I don't know if I like it or if I dislike it. But when you do go to a room... You know what's in the room. It'll tell you, okay, there's a goblin that's level 4, or this is the treasure chest, or this is a healer, etc. And when you hit that point, it'll show you the adjacent one, like I said earlier. And it'll show you what's in each room. And it takes out all of the risk and, uh, and just the, the suspense, the surprise of what's in the next room. Where, like, If you're playing something like Binding of Isaac, and you go into the room, you don't know what's in that room until you go into the room but here in monster slayers you know everything so you know the level of it you know what kind of monster it is and as you play it more uh you'll you'll be accustomed to what every single enemy's uh, strengths and weaknesses are so this particular like goblins i think have the ability to hide from your attacks there's uh, an enemy that can that is i don't remember it's not the slime or maybe it is a slime that is uh, invulnerable to physical attacks or it was a ghost or something uh, and you will learn this as you play through the game and so that can add to the strategy like okay I know this is blah 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 blah, blah. Um, I'm going to avoid this at, at all possible because once you beat the boss you're done with the dungeon you don't, you don't have a chance to go back and go through anything so you have to do everything you want before you fight the, uh, the boss um, but that's just that's my one complaint with it after playing it for a few hours other than that though i'm really really enjoying it and it's been a pleasant surprise i remember reading the description of it 
uh, whenever I got the code, and I was like, this sounds right up my alley, and I was excited to play it, and then things just got in the way, this happened, that happened, blah, 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 and I never got around to it until now, and I really, really like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So that's Monster Slayer. I'm playing on Xbox One. I'm sure it's on other platforms. Just Google it. And you'll you'll find out what it's on. Other than that, more Far Cry 5. I, I'm just sort of mopping up the game now. Going through uh, the various territories and all that. So, nothing really to, new to report there. And I've played some more Burnout Paradise Remastered. And, yeah, still enjoying that. There, there I forgot, there was something about it that annoyed me. But I can't remember what it is. Uh, but who cares? Nobody really cares anyway. It's old news and news that's, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm excited to play the crew too. I'm excited for the crew too. That's all I can think about right now. So that'll be fun. That'll be a good time. And other than that, I watched some movies. I watched for the first time ever. Superman the movie, starring Gene Hackman. Yes, uh, I put him first because he's Gene Hackman and he's incredible. And is Christopher Reeve his name? Christopher Reeves? I don't know. I honestly don't know because I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've ever watched him in anything. You know, I've only known him after his accident and seeing him in that and doing public things and whatnot and, you know, going to... uh, drum up support for all of that um but i don't think i've ever seen him in a movie until now and he's fine i guess but uh that movie's bad it's just it's bad if you i don't know how anyone could possibly like it without nostalgia and a heavy 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 dose of nostalgia you need to take one hearty helping of nostalgia to enjoy it because it is just bad it starts off so slow you don't get to christopher reeves and his original superman until 50 plus minutes into the movie the the early bits are okay in krypton and when he's a little boy for maybe a few minutes but the teenager version of him has i'm assuming that's a wig because it's incredibly terrible hair and i don't really like that actor so i was happy when we got rid of him and I appreciate the ways Chris Reeves uh, changed his aura, his posture, and all that to differentiate Superman and Clark Kent. That's a nice little thing. But there are some weird moments where I think, I can't remember if he did or not, but I think he looked directly at the camera and like winked. I did not like that. Uh, I mean, it's a very cheesy, campy movie, and that's the take of it. But I don't, I don't think it works. It didn't work for me. And I, I can, I can enjoy good old-fashioned, campy, hoagie nonsense. The Batman movie and the Batman original series with what's his face, Adam West. That's fantastic. I love that, and the movie is great. You don't need nostalgia for that. I didn't grow up watching those because I'm not. Oh, 
I did kind of. I I watched some of the the series growing up because I think it was just rerun on whatever channel. I just yell because I remember all the bams and whatnots and all those special uh, those uh, sound effects in visual form that I think Blank Man copied, which is a great movie that should be on Blu-ray. It should, shouldn't it? Um, yeah, Superman the movie though is not good. Gene Hackman's fine, um, but it's, it's just hard to look past the the fact that it's just a bad movie. I I didn't enjoy any second of it. I also watched about an hour of the Tomb Raider movie, and then I just stopped because I was like, meh. It, and I have to put out there that when I stop watching a movie without finishing it, or if I walk out of a movie like I did with Solo. It's not because I think the movie is terrible, but it's, I mean, it could, that could be the reason, but it's because I don't care enough to finish it. And I already know after that amount of time that it's not a movie I'm ever going to want to rewatch so that I don't really care to see how it ends. I can look that up or ask someone or just whatever. It's, it's not something that's going to be eating at me. Oh, how did it end? How did it end? I just, I don't care. And time is valuable i don't need to waste another 50 plus i don't know it might have been over two hours another hour of my time to see how this tomb raider movie ends up um i just yeah i found it pretty boring it's better than uh, angelina jolie's which i recently rewatched, and i was like well i didn't finish it but i was like oh this is way worse than i thought it was i thought this was kind of fun dumb nonsense but it was just dumb uh, but there are some stupid things in there. There's a, bar, uh, a part of the whole backstory bit before she sets out on her journey to find her father, because that's what she's trying to do, where she's working as a bike courier. And I was watching that segment thinking, oh, I'd rather just watch Premium Rush right now. And then when she's going to finally sign the inheritance papers and all that stuff to take her father's crap and just admit that he's dead, She's playing with, like, the attorney gives her this Japanese puzzle box thing. And she's like, oh, that's a Japanese puzzle box. He's like, yeah, I'm supposed to give this to you upon his death. But I'm not supposed to technically give it to you until you sign it. Because, of course, hint, hint, she's not going to sign. And while he's talking to her or whatever, she's looking at the puzzle box. And she's just turning things. She, it's not like she's like, oh, I think if you do this and then you do this. it's like, But she's just turning it for maybe 10 15 seconds max, and she opens it. What kind of bullshit puzzle is that? That's not a puzzle. There's nothing, there's, there's, she just turned things randomly, and then poof, it opened. What a stupid crap. And then there, there was like a hint in there, like, oh, the, the first letter of this, my last destination. It's like, oh, ugh, it must be his grave. And then it's, you know, Lord blah, 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 Richard Croft, I think. And I guess the first letter of Lord Richard Croft on his tombstone is the R in Richard and not the L whatever i don't know whatever um and the person who made the movie i think really liked into the badlands because you have what's his face from Shaun of the dead and all those things i can't think of his name the the bigger guy who's in into the badlands and you have the asian guy from into the badlands whose name i don't know because i've only ever seen him in into the badlands and i like him on that and i like the bits i saw of him in there and then of course you have 
the bad guy who's the bad guy and everything like justified and one of the the rotten cops from shield who's i i can't remember any actor's name right now that's great while my nose continues to itch but yeah i i didn't really care for it uh yeah that's pretty much it movie wise that i can really think of that anyone would care to hear about watch some foreign movies that i was like uh but yeah that will do it for today's episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i am your host mark kuznez y'all can find me on twitter instagram xbox live my list, steam twitch and all the usual places at px sausage the site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast and the pixelated paranormal podcast which are both available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play and apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to check out the art I do, you can go over to pxsart.com. And if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs. Would you like to pay a dollar as a supporter to make me pick my nose? Since just like slightly touching it isn't doing any good in this itchy... I feel like I'm just making it worse. I feel like there's a mustache hair that's going up there, and it's like, tickle, 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 you son of a bitch, mustache hair. Um, but yeah, I feel, oh god, now it's itching on both sides, this is a nightmare, I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah, I'm sure it's been an enjoyable watch on the YouTubes. Speaking of YouTube, you can watch this podcast and other videos on YouTube.com slash Sausage, and that will really do it for today's episode. And with that, I will say... Bye-bye.